0: These are the First Person Singular Files. This episode is called Fall of Wicket, written and performed by Peter Halpin. I just made myself a cup of tea. I went to put the milk away in the dishwasher, and when I put it in its rightful home, I found I'd put the teapot in the fridge. You'd think by the age of thirty-eight I'd have got the hang of that kind of thing by now, but obviously not. And, of course, that phrase echoed in my mind yet again. You've never been the sharpest sandwich in the deck? I often replay it to myself as a reaction when I do something stupid or wrong. It was a deliberate mistake, if such a thing exists. Is that an oxymoron? Anyway, Mr. Granger thought it was amusing. Quite how someone can find something like that funny every single time they utter it is beyond me. You've never been the sharpest sandwich in the deck, Willock? (laughs) He mainly taught geography, but he doubled up as a games teacher. I never figured out which one was meant to be his specialist subject. You know on Mastermind, when a contestant scores about four points on their specialist subject, then ten or more on general knowledge, you question whether they had any specialisms to choose from in the first place like they just plucked something out from the recesses of their minds in the pressure of the moment. And your chosen specialist subject? Oh, blimey, I don't know. Let's say, oh, I don't know, maybe the life and times of everyone who lived in Bolton between 1893 and 1997. Yeah, let's go with that. No, actually, giraffes. Now, I'm not saying Mr Granger wasn't qualified to teach those topics. Not Bolton and giraffes, I mean, geography and games. He just rarely demonstrated it to any extent in either. It was like he'd been given a couple of dips in the teaching subject tombola, and he'd not exactly had first pick. So there's this one time in a games lesson. We're playing cricket. Not because any of us wanted to, but because it was summer, and that's what the school considered the summer sport. Not tennis. Or football? Or volleyball? Or grass-picking or daisy-chain-making, as I'd have much preferred? No, cricket. The sport where one person lobs a rock-solid ball as hard as a brick at someone else's legs as fast as they can, and that person has a little wooden paddle to stop their shins from being cut in two. And if they do happen to whack the brick ball, Some poor bystander has to risk their face in the hope they catch it without breaking all their fingers. Meanwhile, the person who's hit it has to trot up and down a piece of grass cut so short it's like sandpaper with another leg-risker, both enjoying the use of their lower limbs while they're still in working order. And let's not forget, some games of cricket go on for almost a week. A week! Oh, and no matter how well or badly your team is doing, if it rains... Draw. Anyway, on this occasion of surviving cricket, I was reluctantly playing the role of meteor hurtler. I'd swung a few reasonably well coordinated throws fairly close to another boy called Gregory. He wasn't a good friend, but I liked him well enough not to want to leave him limping with welts on his legs for the next few days, and I thought I was doing okay. Then Mr. Granger, in all his great wisdom, told me. Aim for his middle wicket. Now, I'm sure you've deduced by now that I went to public school. And at public school, a boy's middle wicket is not a sporting term. It's a body part. Aim for his middle wicket, he said. Hit it square on, Henry. And, without the ball even taking a bounce, I did. And when poor old Gregory crumpled to the floor in a heap, wincing and squirming, I, and I alone, leapt up, cheering and calling, How's that? to Mr. Granger, my forefinger pointing up to the sky, although I didn't know what that meant. And then came his favourite line. You've never been the sharpest sandwich in the deck? And, ha, <laughs> ha, before he ambled down, reluctantly, to check on Gregory's full and middle wicket, almost tutting as he went. I remember when he got to him, his first words were, Perhaps now you'll invest in a box. I saw on social media that Gregory's got three daughters now, so there was no lasting damage, except it put paid to any chances of us ever being good friends. There was a riotously hilarious conspiracy going around the school for a while after. According to the laughable legend, Gregory had been having it away with Mrs. Granger, and I'd been employed to put an end to it. I became a sort of legend myself for a short time, unmasked as a ruthless, unassuming hitman. There were, of course, several issues with that notion, not least that there was no Mrs. Granger, and Gregory was only twelve. And what sort of hitman goes out to cause bruising? A few weeks later I fainted in a biology class when instructed to dissect a frog, so the rumours of me being a cold-blooded killer soon stopped. I've just read Mr Granger's obituary in the local paper. It was sad to read, of course, although not in any deeply emotional way. I suppose it felt like learning that a long-running nationally appreciated television series that you never watched is being taken off air. It was inevitable and a shame for those who liked it, but it won't affect you and you'll forget all about it pretty quickly. It turns out he choked on a bone in a chicken roll whilst out sailing. So, in the end, what did him was, rather aptly, the sharpest sandwich on the deck. His family will perhaps now invest in a box. of Wicket. Written and performed by Peter Halpin.